Hello and welcome to this audio edition of the Ex-Mormon Files with host Earl Erskine. Thank you for joining us. On each episode of this program, Earl, a former LDS bishop, interviews a former Mormon guest about their journey out of Mormonism and into an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. These stories are encouraging, fascinating, and often moving. For more information on the Ex-Mormon Files internet video program, please visit exmormonfiles.com. That's exmormonfiles.com. And now, here's Earl. I'm your host, Bishop Earl, and I thank Heavenly Father for this opportunity. And I also thank the many volunteers who make this possible. I was LDS for over 60 years. I have a great love for the LDS people. We know that there are many faithful Latter-day Saints that are questioning and leaving the church. Some have problems with church history, some with church doctrine. Others struggle to keep the commandments, and they live with guilt and frustration. And still others feel they can never do enough or be good enough. And I think our guest tonight will tell us that there is great hope in Jesus. And we welcome Connie Radden tonight. Connie, Thank thanks for coming. Hey, glad to be here. Okay, we're happy, to, or we're looking forward to hearing your story. Would you tell us just a little bit about your time, your history as a Latter-day Saint? Oh, sure. I was uh, born into a very active LDS family uh, for generations. Okay. Um, I, I was very active. In fact, I got my first calling in the church when I was still in primary. I was called to be the primary pianist when I was 11, okay. and uh, I was in the young women's you know, class presidencies, and uh, as a teenager, my dad was bishop. Oh, He's okay. since then been in the state presidency, and currently he works in the Salt Lake Temple, so my family of birth is still very active. Wow. Um, Would you say they were pretty normal Latter-day Saint families? I think so, yeah. Is yeah, they, they kind of uh, have a strong testimony and live it down to the wire. And, yeah. But as an adult, I've had... Uh, many callings. I I was always very active, sometimes holding two or three callings at a time. I was uh, the primary president for a couple years. I was in the Relief Society presidency. I was in the Young Women's presidency. I was almost every musical calling you could have. Oh, and nice. then um, I taught gospel doctrine for a couple years. Wow. So I was very active. Oh, did you enjoy the gospel doctrine teaching? I did. Yeah, a lot. You learn a lot when you have to teach. That's I really for sure. did. Yeah. yeah. So, and your father, what you said, was on the high council and in the huh. state presidency, I believe you mentioned, yeah. and, and as a bishop. So, uh, so, and your family, how, you had brothers and sisters, I guess, and, uh -huh. and how many did you have? I have five sisters. Oh, all, all sisters? Yeah. And are they all active in the church? Um, or, I mean, were they Most in, of them, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I have a sister that lives out of state that kind of wasn't active since she was a teenager, but the rest are. Yeah. So did you attend like seminary and? Yeah, I did. I graduated from seminary. I attended institute and college. Wow, and uh, at uh, at the University of Utah. At the University of Utah, oh, yeah. Okay, and did you enjoy that? Totally, yeah. Yeah, and did you have a testimony of Joseph Smith and the Book of absolutely, Mormon? Absolutely, absolutely. I bore my testimony often, um, especially as a young child. I would sometimes hog the Sundays. I'd want to get there every fast Sunday and bear my testimony and. Uh, I, I just knew it. I, I did not doubt anything growing up through my late 20s and wow. through my 30s. All my heart, I believed. Wow. And you were married in the temple? I was married in the temple when oh. I was young, 18. Oh, were you? Yeah, almost 19. Oh, okay. <laughs> and how was that experience for you? The um, it had been really set up to me to be something that was going to be so spiritual and 
and awesome that that's what it was for me. I didn't, I've heard others that have gone through that thought it was really odd, but I was just in mm. awe and just, I thought it was very spiritual and, and quiet and reverent and I thought I was doing what God wanted me to do and, and felt very spiritual when right. I was there. Did you understand it all? Well, I thought I did. Yeah. But, yeah, nothing really, they'd ask, do you have any questions, you know, yeah. where you can talk afterwards, and I didn't ever really have any questions, yeah. so. And, and anything we usually do have a question about, we figure we'll God pick, will, it, pick it up the yeah, next explain time. That. Explain I that. did, I went back regularly with the ward, you know, every ward temple night I'd go, and yeah. uh, with a friend, we used to go every week, so I used wow. to go to the temple regularly. Wow. And so you mentioned this into your 30s. You were still active and faithful or, and go, uh, holding callings and everything. Uh -huh. So what kind of happened to draw you away a little bit from the church? Or well, just have a second look at it? No, well, it's, things started to um, become uncomfortable for me at church. We had a, um, I married my husband, who I'm married to now, and we had a blended family. Okay. And um, the Forever families and the unit of a sealed family is so central to the church it is. that I just didn't feel like my family fit in. And uh, so it was a little uncomfortable and I really didn't have anyone to talk to about it. Do you think that people were judgmental? I felt like they you were. They may they or may not have been. Okay. But, but yes, I did feel a little bit like our kids couldn't make friends in the ward and so we didn't, we didn't get a, a close camaraderie. and. Uh, so, you know, maybe that's what led me to feel that way, but mm. I, I did kind of feel like it was, we were looked down on, I mean. No, I've been in wards too that have actually quite a number of, I guess you call blended families, where people have, have of course, divorced and then remarried and so on. Is that, do you think a lot of other people feel the same way, maybe feel apologetic or? You know, I don't know if they felt that way because I never felt comfortable talking to people because I always felt I was inferior and I was not living up to what I was supposed to do so I just didn't feel comfortable mm. sharing that but I would imagine people felt that way because it's becoming more and more predominant in more society quite, so quite common yeah so there for a while then you just didn't feel comfortable at church I, I borderline depressed yeah I mean I would get after lessons in Relief Society and things I would just almost be in tears because there was nothing I could do my family was broken I wasn't sealed to my husband that I loved and wanted to be with if I was going to be with a husband forever. Right. Our kids weren't sealed to us and together. together, and so it just was, there was nothing I could do to fix it, and it was very depressing and frustrating. Wow. So what, uh, what happened after this? I started to ditch Relief Society. Oh, okay. so, I, so then I just didn't have to listen to it, because in Gospel Doctrine they didn't talk about it as much, and so yeah. I could handle that. And then my husband came out and saw me sitting on the couch out in the foyer and now, the second happening. husband's uh, we've actually had him on the program yes Ken and he he was an active member of the church then too during your marriage yes, yes. we so, did not miss yeah we took our kids every so, weekend they were with us which was every other weekend yeah. and so but he so did he come out there uh, sometime and find you outside yeah <laughs> caught, <laughs> Skip, caught skipping Relief Society yes what, what he, did you share with each other I just told him that well I don't ever go to Relief Society I don't like it it's too depressing and told him how I felt and he just said well we can spend time with our kids on the weekend then we're not coming back and he didn't want me to feel that yeah. and, and go through that frustration so he said then let's not come back and, and we didn't wow. and that was horrifying because I don't think I'd missed a 
Sunday intentionally my whole life. Oh my. So, <laughs> so that must have been really hard. And then to pull away, and then as you say, you really can't talk to too many people about this, or very many at all, to, yeah. to try to get some... And I, I should tell you, I didn't not believe. I still believed everything, all the doctrines. Okay. I still felt like I understood. I still felt like I believe. I just didn't feel like I fit. Yeah. So beyond that then, what was it that kind of started making you think differently about the church and the doctrines and so Well, again, it was my husband who came across this show on TV20, oh. um, Sean McCraney's show, Heart of the Matter. Okay. And it was entertaining to him. And, and he said, you should watch this. He called him an anti-Mormon guy. Yeah. And so I didn't want to watch it because as a Mormon, you just don't watch anything anti-Mormon. You don't listen to anything like that. And, yeah. and so I wouldn't watch it, but I would overhear him watching it. Okay. So by overhearing it a little bit, I got curious. And then I, I he'd go to work and I'd kind of secretly pull it up on the computer and watch all these old episodes. And I watched over 75 hours of Sean's show Sean on the computer. Yeah. Well, I have to say that one of the things that helped me bridge between Mormonism and Christianity was, was this show that allowed me to have hope. And, and it was never, he always said, don't trust me, don't believe me. Open the Bible and turn your life over to God. And I, I think that helped me stay closer to my Father in Heaven and Jesus that I, than I, or to God, than I ever would have probably yeah. otherwise. So. Yeah. Anyway, so, so you started sneaking your way around that, and was, was uh, Ken okay with that, your husband? He didn't know. Okay. He didn't know that I'd been watching all these. Uh, and uh, I finally just got to the point where I was believing what Sean was teaching about grace and about who God is and about who we are and how we get salvation and and I was believing that but I still believed everything that I was taught in Mormonism too so everything was starting to collide Conflict, yeah. yeah and that's when I just decided I'm going to do what Sean said I'm going to ask open God. a book and check well I'm going to ask God oh, ask God okay yeah so I just went to my knees and said please show me what's true because wow. I, I'm getting confused here yeah so at that point I still hadn't done much research other than listening to Sean's show okay but uh um, God, I think, used my husband again, because a few days later, Ken, my husband, comes to me and says, why don't we go check out that bookstore that Sean talks about on his show, which is Utah Lighthouse Ministry. Okay. So we went down there, and that's where I bought a pile of books and really started digging in and reading about the history of the Mormon Church and the doctrines of the Mormon Church, and that's when my research really started. You know, I don't want to put words in your mouth at all, but I know that there was a moment in time when I actually had to kind of I don't know other way to say it than just turn my head a little, that I wasn't just looking at Joseph Smith and the church. I had to back up just a little bit and turn my head. Did you have kind of an experience like that where you're hearing all these new doctrines or... Oh, like Christian doctrines? Different way, yes, just, just different ways of looking at things and, and some of the things you learned about church history and so on. For, for you, maybe you explain it like turning your head. For me, it was dropping my jaw. It was like... Oh. <laughs> That too, that wasn't true, that true. I mean, it was just, I couldn't believe, I just almost couldn't get enough to find out, you've got to be kidding me, that yeah. I didn't know all this, and so it was jaw-dropping for me. Okay, jaw-dropping. Yes, to find that out, <laughs> I, I had no that idea. that actually applies to me too, but <laughs> I just, not this again, I thought, okay, the answer has to be here somewhere, and it just never was. Yeah, you the know. more you start trying to find out, the truth has got to be, because I didn't really like Sean at first, I thought he was... Fashion Mormonism, you know, and, yeah. and 
and but if you start looking looking to prove him wrong, you pretty fi soon find out. Wait a minute, that's yeah. right. And then you find more and more. It's just like this big that's can of worms right. that just yeah. doesn't end. Yeah. Well, that's that's amazing. So, did you ever have then a, a born again experience that you'd care um, to share? In hindsight, looking back, I believe it was when I went to my room and prayed and asked God to show me His truth. Because also, what I said is, if you will just show me what is true, my life is yours. I turn my life over to God. And it's like, I really am not sure what that means because I wasn't sure which God I was talking to. You know, the, the God of Mormonism or the God of Christianity. But it's like, God, I've got to know what's true. And I know you're there. I believe in God still. Show me what's true. And I will give you my life, my marriage, my businesses. I turn everything over I to you. I trust you. And yeah. And so that, I believe, was the moment. Now, nothing um, miraculous happened. I didn't feel anything, nothing. Yeah. So I, I didn't know exactly that that had happened, but I became a changed person. All of a sudden, my husband even even noticed that I was completely different. Really? Well, I heard him talking to his friend. It's like, you wouldn't believe how she is now as a Christian. She's completely different. <laughs> well, I didn't know that, but, but I know that I had been. And, and if I could trace it back in hindsight, that's, that's the point when it happened. You just turned your life over. And... I just trusted and yeah. And what difference is there now with, with the way you were as an, a Latter-day Saint all those years, faithful, and now as a Christian? Well, uh, it's different in so many ways. Yeah. In, in, first of all, in my relationship with Jesus Christ was almost non-existent as a Mormon. Although I believed I had one, I compare it to the movie The Wizard of Oz. When looking back as a Mormon, I was living in that black and white in Kansas City in the Wizard of Oz. Oh yeah, Oz. at the beginning of the yeah, movie. Yeah, at the beginning of the movie. And then once I was born again, my eyes were open and my relationship with Christ like came into full color. And, and that's kind of the difference, if I could explain it visually, yeah. what it was. Because it's like He's in me and through me and works through me. And, and it's weird because things that seemed appealing that may or may not have been a sin, but for example... I just knew that I played these little dumb Facebook games, and they were wasting a lot of my time, and I wasn't getting as much done. And so I just prayed that maybe God would help me reduce my amount of time, time on Facebook. On the... the next day, the next morning, I got up to do my, my usual hour, hour and a half on Facebook, and it just didn't sound fun. Wow. It just didn't seem fun. Yeah. God didn't say, you have to not play it, or let's cut it down. I didn't have to set goals. I didn't have to... It just, He changed my your, heart. Your he changed heart. my desires. Kind of a new creature yeah. and everything. Yeah. yeah, so that is just like, it's just amazing to sit here and watch God taking my life. I think the contrast between, um, between that relationship with Christ in the Mormon church and, and, out, and now as a Christian is as dramatic for me as well. Yeah. It's just amazing. And how about the Bible? Oh, well, you know, I was always... Told We did study it in the course of gospel doctrine, yeah. but I was always, I don't know if I heard people say this, it was kind of boring and dry, and you just kind of work your way through it, you know, touch the highlights, but the, the meat was in the Doctrine and Covenants and the Book of Mormon, yeah. so those were my favorite to read, and the Bible, I, I went through and did kind of the assignments, but... I was. I just kind of had a negative attitude towards yeah. it. It was long and boring. <laughs> just one of the big books but, in the quad. Huh? But now, yeah. I think the difference has come that I was able to get into a real Bible teaching church, and in some Bible studies, I've learned how to study, which I never learned as an LDS. I didn't learn about um, context and culture and who was speaking and who they were speaking to and, and how much interest that had to me, like the Sermon on the Mount means a whole different thing, understanding the context of who Jesus was talking to. Yeah. And, and so 
I, I learned how to study the Bible, and it's like I almost can't get enough of it. I really love it. I love being involved in Bible studies and in... Um, That's just such a constant... Oh, it just... It's just wonderful, isn't it? It's just these things. Yeah. Another interesting thing, and you've shared that in our talking that you had the same experience. I, had, I was reading the same Bible that I had as a Mormon growing up, and I could swear to you that verses were added in now that I had never seen before. And... But it just like they just kept coming out of nowhere. This wasn't in here before. This is different. It wasn't the same. I just was skimming over it. It just was going. You know, right there past is me. there is that scripture that the gospel is lost or hid to those that are lost, and yeah. I, I I guess that it really applies. It sounds like to you. It certainly did to me. I just I just didn't realize some of those scriptures were in there that they said what they said, and and it's just been that's been a real joy for me to to. And it's not boring. It's not hard to understand. It's just, you just read it. It makes sense, yeah. you know. So oh, it's it's all different. Well, tell attitude. us a little bit about your Christian walk. Now, you your first time visiting a church. Oh. You made that big decision. Oh, yes. How was that? <laughs> well, and that was kind of a shock. That was see, my husband wasn't didn't know that I'd been watching all these things, and I had that kind of born again experience. But yeah. I told him, I think I'm going to go try a church. He's like, really. He didn't, he didn't care if that's what I wanted to do, but it was a culture shock for me to yeah. go, I mean, you go by yourself and they, they play music that's not just organ music. They had a band, they had guitars, they had microphones and singing. And um, I'll tell you one funny experience that happened to me was there's a lot of standing up and sitting down and this was the first time I'd ever attended a Christian church. Yeah. So I was feeling like this is, is this reverent? Is this okay? I just was out of my element. Well, I, I look up about four rows ahead of me during the, the song, and there I see someone with their hand up during the song, and they're just standing there with, with their hand up. <laughs> and I thought she was raising her hand because she needed something. Okay. And she's not. Waiting for somebody to a call A lot of them her. raise their hand in worship to God, and I understand that, and it just felt so weird for me. And so that was kind of funny. And I almost, I was tempted to go up and ask what she needed. What, she, what you could do to <laughs> yes. help. Huh? So glad I didn't. But So things like that. It, it, it's a culture shock coming out and, and going to well, Christian churches. Quickly explain that to the to the viewers. What to, what does that actually mean in, your, in the worship to, to well, raise your hand? Well, some people raise your hand because it's a form of worship. And yeah. I think it's just so, it's like opening up your arms to your heart, you know. And, yeah. and you just are raising your hand to God. And you're looking through the Bible and they did that. They'd raise their hands to God. And, and you know, and so. I always related that to the little child, like you're lifting your arms up to your father. Oh, that's and, a good you know, analogy, that, too. That's your father, and all you can do is love him, and, and, and all, all he can do is love you. You know, yeah. you can't do anything for him except lift up your arms, and, and he'll be there for that's you. That's a good way to put it, yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed that part. Um, anything else, then, that was different for you as a in the Christian service? Have you enjoyed that? Is it... As, as I've become accustomed to it, yes, yeah. because it's so much more, um, I don't know, involved. And I look around, sometimes I'm still brought to tears when I look around and I see the people with their arms up. Some do, some don't, but they're just so real and, and, and like a raw, just worshiping their God. Where in Mormonism, I never did that. I mean, folding your arms was reverent. And, and I kept kind of reserved and quiet, you know, instead of just... Well, it's all about Jesus, too, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it's just, uh, um, I mean, you can't go very long without someone 
sharing their feelings about Jesus and how the importance that He is. Absolutely. Yeah. With Christian people, we're always talking about what God's doing in our lives, what's God's doing in your life, and we talk about Jesus all the time, where I didn't as a, as a Mormon. It was on Sunday, and then we, yeah. we didn't really talk about it. Yeah. So. Well, do you feel, I guess for the want of a better word, do you feel saved at this point? Oh, do absolutely. You, do, you, do you know where you're going after this life? Absolutely, and that is such a peace that I know God wrote the whole Bible so that we can know that we have eternal life. Yeah. If you're born again, you have eternal life. I have it right now. I mean, I know that I don't, I'm not just hoping towards that it will happen, maybe. Absolutely guaranteed. And I've been given the Holy Spirit here as a promise, uh, you know, of that. And um, it's a comfort because it's almost like God says, okay, now we got that out of the way. You're for sure going to go to heaven. Now let's work on what you can do in sharing that with other people. To, to, to love me and to love your fellow yeah. men. And like you said about the Facebook, you just it just kind of melts away as just not being very important. Yeah, it that, wasn't a that, white knuckle, you know, force yourself to do it. It's yeah. just a, I, I, all I have to do really is continually surrender my heart to God wow. and, and read about Him in His Word. And He, he can take care of the rest. Yeah. I just trust Him. And it's such a, now the LDS, um, believe that we can lose the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. Uh, they, as you said, they don't always, they have a hope that they're doing enough or, or doing all the right things or they're going up and then they come back down a little bit. Why is this, uh, why don't we understand this better as Latter-day Saints? Why don't the Latter-day Saints understand that? I think, I think because it's all under that covering of being worthy. You know, you have to be worthy of that Holy Spirit. And so, can you ever really be sure that you're worthy? I think That's if you're really works and yeah, grace, if you're honest it? with yourself, you're not really worthy. And so then you may not know for sure if you have the Holy Spirit with you. And even being born again or saved, you still sin. Is that true? Well, yeah. Are, are we sinners? Yes. 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 And and but it's kind of like you're now adopted into God's family. That doesn't make you unadopted. And, right. and left out, you're still, and the way a father would with his child, it's like, we don't do that in this family, honey. <laughs> and, you know, and, and, he, and he takes you along, but he doesn't kick you out of the family now. No. So, yeah, I'm still saved. The Holy Spirit is still with me wherever I go, even if I'm out past midnight <laughs> on a date. I mean, <laughs> The Holy Ghost doesn't stop at the door. Yeah, I was told all those kinds of things, that if you go into a, a questionable place, the Holy Spirit won't go with you, and that's just not true. He's inside of me and goes with me goes wherever always you're yeah well I, I i would like to ask about your family is have they how how have you been dealt with with them and have they understood your walk and so on uh, my family you? like my sisters and my parents, yeah, and, parents um and... you know what they i think because i have another sister that was not active in the church all as a teen mm. and she's not now that they've kind of learned to accept and and uh it's a don't ask, don't tell kind of situation with a lot of them. They know that I share, as a concert pianist, I share these concerts and, and my testimony. And uh, Oh, tell us about that. You do two things that I was interested in. You do firesides with where you are a concert pianist and then... Yeah, and, any and church that will have testimony. me, I come to a, to a church and share my story of how I came out of Mormonism and, and with a, a piano concert kind of intermingled. Okay. And... Uh, and then you also do, a, because of your walk, you've, again, trying to share with, with Latter-day Saints and others, you do a comparis comparison of the Ensign with, with biblical Christianity. Yeah, it's a, it's a blog. It's called the Ensign versus the Bible dot blogspot dot com. Yeah. But 
I was getting the enzyme every month still, and I found myself going through and thinking, oh, wait, that's not biblical, that's not biblical, that's... <laughs> and so, <laughs> and anyway, I, I started share to... That. <laughs> yeah, I started to share that, and, and so um, I think it helps a lot of people in talking to LDS people because the enzyme is a current thing that most LDS adults have and read, yes. so it's a current in their mind, you know, yeah. they just got it, so you can bring up that Have you had concept. any interesting experiences with that that you'd care to share? Or that um, I haven't. Some people have told me that they printed out and have given it to people, and oh. it's been able to start conversations. Yeah. And it, some some um, articles that I write stir up a lot more uh, <laughs> discussion than others. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's Mormon apologists that get on there that aren't very nice, but you, you know, you deal with that. But. Yeah, I, I just do what. The, really, I feel like God's just called me to make the comparison and share that and put it out there for people to use and to yeah. read. Well, one of the things, of course, we're trying to do with this show is to, to let people know that there is a hope in, in Jesus, that turning our lives over to Him. And I think you've expressed this so well. Any last-minute kinds of things you'd share with the Latter-day Saints? As a Latter-day Saint, I would just encourage you to question yourself about where did your testimony come from. If it came from church manuals and church leaders all inside the church, and just going through the yeah. motions all these yeah. years. And did it come from feelings? Because the Bible tells us you cannot trust your heart, you cannot trust your feelings. So if it came from feelings and from things inside the church, I mean, think about it. There's a possibility you may have been deceived. So I would just go to God like I did, not even knowing. You don't even have to know. Just, I believe in you, God. Please show me your truth and trust Him. I love the comment uh, about having to... Uh, well, I totally spaced that out. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> uh, but you, you, your family has been somewhat supportive. You've been able to uh, maintain a relationship with yeah. them. And bear, yeah, yeah. Bear. I have a sister that, that we email back and forth and have some discussions and questions. And, yeah. uh, and she's expressed a concern for me, which is, I think, very loving, that she believes, she's yeah. LDS and has believes that in leaving the Mormon church, you've lost your exaltation yeah. and she's worried about me and has said that so i think that really means something to me that she loves me enough to to want to i know, talk I know to the me question if they knew what you know would they stay in the church no if they had read every would book they have i've had read jaw-dropping experience they, if they'd had all those jaw-dropping experiences no uh -huh. i just but but again i listened to sean for 75 hours and that was then i got the books and it was probably 150 hours of study since then I don't know if you can commit someone to that, you yeah. know, but if they had, had experienced all that, there's no way. But you'd, you wouldn't have it any other oh, way? Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. I praise God that I was saved from that religion of rules and yeah. into a relationship with Christ. Well, Connie, thanks so much for sharing your story. My you're, pleasure. You're very thanks. sweet, and I uh, appreciate it. You, I, I know you've touched some hearts out there. I, I hope people are hope listening so. and willing to, to open up a book. So. You know, the LDS feel like they're going to give up their eternal salvation if they back away from the church. Uh, even though Jesus said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. He also said that he that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. And in John 6, 29, This is the work of God, that ye believe on him who he hath, whom he hath sent. You know, I didn't truly believe or even trust these verses as a Latter-day Saint. And, um, but I trust them now as God's promise to us. Please know that God loves you and that the special spiritual experiences you've had 
in your life are between you and God because he loves you and not because you're a Latter-day Saint. And I want you to ask yourself this question. If you're trusting in the gospel of Joseph Smith or the gospel of Jesus Christ, I trust that you'll open the Bible, turn your life over to Christ, as, as Connie's mentioned, and ask God for help and see if he won't lead you and guide you and help you in your, in your journey. It's worth it. And it's so important. This is our eternal salvation for dealing with. So welcome. Uh, we thank you for joining us. See you next week. Good night. This has been the audio edition of The Ex-Mormon Files. The Ex-Mormon Files is a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City. For information about this program, including past and current video episodes, please visit exmormonfiles.com. From there, you can also download audio episodes of this program. If you have an ex-Mormon story you would like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Please write us at contact at exmormonfiles.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon. Thank you.